Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. Bravery is a word we use often in our local church community. It's one of our core values at Giving Light, so for us, it's in our DNA. Today, we'll talk about what it means to live bravely. Sometimes bravery is exactly what you think it is, a big showy display of courage in the face of fear. And sometimes it's a lot more subtle and not obvious, but very profound act of obedience. We hope this episode leaves you wanting to live a more brave life, but maybe even more so that you recognize the bravery that you're already living in. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And today we are talking about the topic of bravery. Um, And bravery may mean different things to different people. Bravery is a word that we here at Giving Light, we use it a lot. It's actually one of our core values as a local church. Um, We use uh, brave words. So our worship team is called Brave Worship. Our children's ministry is called Lionheart Children's Ministry. Uh, And so it's just a word that we really carry in our DNA. Uh, And so we want to explore this topic a bit more today, uh, what it means to us, what it might mean to others. Um, so let's get into it and talk about what we are defining, what what words we are using to define our word bravery. I think the first word for me that comes to my mind is courage. Yeah. And that is going against our fears, standing up, uh, hearing the voice of God, obeying His voice, uh, going to we- into areas and avenues of things that we thought we could never do in our own strength, but we're willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. And so there's this aspect of courage. And of course, we know there's so many scriptures in the Word of God about being bold and courageous and, and stepping out in faith. But I think just developing a mindset of courage is one of the bravest things we can do. I know for me, it it goes back to being spirit-led. Mm-hmm. I think of that verse in, in 2 Timothy where it talks about God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. So if we are going to be, be brave, we have to intentionally confront fear. And so when I think of bravery uh, as a Christian, I, when I think of bravery as a man leading a household, I think of uh being led by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's gonna lead you in places where where, where they're not always comfortable. Yeah. Right. He's gonna lead you in places where uh it's difficult. And so to be brave, you have to be willing to be led by his spirit. Mm-hmm. I like how you talked about that because the fact is if we know we're being led by his spirit then we recognize we're not going alone. We're not going in our own strength, Mm -hmm. that we're stepping out knowing we're being led by the Lord. So really, it's a place of faith. It's a place of trusting in Him and leaning upon His ability, not just our own. Yeah. Well, in that verse, it's uh, talking about two spirits. The first spirit is the one that we've been given, or, Mm -hmm. well, the first spirit is the spirit of fear, and then the second one is... Uh, the spirit that's been given to us, the Holy Spirit, and and it's defined as one of power, yeah. uh, one of love, and one of a sound mind. So we as a spiritual beings are designed to be led by spirits. Mm-hmm. And so in this verse, it directly targets, uh, it directly targets not 
yielding to a spirit of fear, but yield to the spirit of God, which is one of power, love, and a sound mind. That's good. Yeah. And I, I love that verse. The word fear in that verse, it means timidity. And so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily fear of a big, scary monster or something that's trying to attack you. It's um, not knowing who you are, uh, which to me really goes back to courage because that word courage breaks down. It's really speaking about the core of who you are. Yeah. It's your heart. It's talking about um, the the spirit of who you are. And so um, that being led by power, love, sound mind, that is courage. That right there is speaking to the core of who we are. Yeah. Don't be timid. Don't be, don't forget who you are. Don't forget from what spirit you come from. Um, and so it, when we recognize that, when we're able to know the spirit that we have inside of us, we can walk in that courage, the core of who we are, knowing that whatever we face, whatever we come up against, um, that we come from a, a brave spirit. We come from a greater spirit. Um, he who is in us is greater mm-hmm. than he who is in the world. So it is really powerful. And it's interesting because, like I said before, that as spiritual beings, we were designed to be uh, led by the Spirit, but also be affected by spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And so, when we're confronted by fear, we have to we have to think: Where does fear lead us? Yeah. <laughs> right. And where does the Spirit of God lead us? Mm-hmm. Now we know in John ten ten, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we know that the outcome of being led by fear is stealing, Death. killing, yeah. and yeah. destroying. So. We have to recognize when we feel these things, or we're, when we're um, when we're affected by spiritual realms, we have to also look. Okay, yes, it might be in the moment where I yield to this, but what is the ultimate outcome that this spirit is trying to lead me to? Is it trying to lead me to death and destruction, or or is the spirit, which as believers, to be led by the spirit of God, mm-hmm. which leads us into life and freedom? Yeah. A word that I use for for bravery as well is resilient. Mm-hmm. And one thing I love about it, it really leans upon our memorials, our history with God, all the things that we have experienced that He's brought us through, the times where we didn't know if we could make it, but by His grace and by His mercy, and, and how He has surrounded us by so many people that uh, are called and anointed and appointed to be in our lives to help us process through. It develops a resiliency, and really what resilient means is the ability to cover quickly from difficult situations because in the world we face tribulations just as you just said Joel the thief comes to steal kill and destroy and we've all experienced that mm-hmm. emotionally naturally uh, relationally in our culture in our world but when we have bravery there's an ability to be resilient even in the difficult times because we know we're gonna be able to withstand that adversity we know we're going to be able to rise up victorious because of who God is in the midst of us. Mm -hmm. And so even in the midst of the challenges or the emotions or the battles or the struggles, there is seeds of bravery on the inside of us to say, it's going to be okay. We're going to get to the other side of this. I've been here, done that, bought some of those t-shirts, and God has always proven himself strong and faithful and powerful in my life. So I know that I'm going to be able to 
bounce back. I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to recover. And I think of David at Ziglag. Uh, you know, all the things were stolen. His men, they were out to, you know, kill their leader. And he inquired of the Lord and he says, you go and you pursue because you're going to recover all. Yeah. And I think that's a resilient spirit because it deals with, yes, we experience something pretty yicky, you know, it's really <laughs> bad or hard or difficult, but we will recover all. And it goes me goes back for me to one of my favorite scriptures that it says, instead of shame, you're going to have double. Mm-hmm. And so the word of God promises us, you know, a double inheritance and, and, uh, an increase. So what the enemy tries to steal, get ready, devil, we're going to come back stronger than we ever did before. Yeah. And so that's like the power of the mindset of bravery, which is really manifested in resilience. Well, I love what you were saying about David too, because I think sometimes, um, and actually in the actual definition of bravery, it speaks about a showy display, yeah. um, making a showy display of something. And I think sometimes we think that that's all that bravery is. We think of David and Goliath. We mm-hmm. think of David and um, and the bear and the lion. Uh, and those, those are acts of bravery. Um, but what was also acts of bravery is those quiet moments between David and the Lord, where mm-hmm. David could take his struggles to the Lord and say, um, this is what I'm facing, but this is what I know that you are. I know that you're for me. Those were just as much moments of bravery that were preparing him for those big um, moments of showy display. So it does speak to resiliency. It speaks to the fortitude to do the hard thing um, even you know when it's hard, it, it, you're able to do those things because you have that courage, that um, source of life inside of you, that spirit uh, who has already overcome the world inside of you. Yeah, that's really good. So let me ask a question. Uh, what does it mean to have bravery or boldly go where God tells us to go? Yeah. Well, Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that phrase, we all got experience yeah, in that yeah. one, right? <laughs> that phrase, uh, we will boldly go where God leads. That's actually part of our core value at Giving mm-hmm. Light. When we say bravery, that's what we mean, that we're going to bravely, bravely go. We're going to boldly go where He leads. Uh, and I think you guys can speak into this, but uh, I think what that really means to us is that we hear and obey the voice of God. We're going to listen to what he says. um, And no matter what, we are committed to following his lead. And so to be brave, you have to be willing to step outside of what is comfortable. You have to be willing to step out of outside of what is safe. You have to be willing to step out even sometimes what is the norm. You know, we talked about that a lot in the in the pioneering podcast. So if we are going to be brave, we have to be willing to confront fear. And brave means to uh, have mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. So when we say that we value bravery, it means that we recognize that we're going to face some difficulty. We're going to yeah. face some struggle. We're going to face some danger. But uh, courage or bravery is not in the absence of fear. It's mm-hmm. in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. So you have to press in and go for it. Yeah. There's another Greek word for obedience, Mm -hmm. and that is the word trust. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we can like radically, when we talk about radical obedience, we're talking about radically trusting. And I I know I've done this in some of my corporate boardrooms where I do these trust exercises, Mm -hmm. and everybody heard, you know, when you go on these uh, 
you know, high ropes courses and you do all those adventure things we've done with so many young people and we do the trust fall. So it's just like, okay, do I trust these people? I'm on this six foot thing and am I going to fall off off this and actually trust people to catch me? And I think that's a part of bravery because uh, we're not dealing with human beings here. We're dealing with a God that we can trust with all Mm -hmm. of our heart, with all of our soul, with all our might, mind, that's our thinking, right? And our strength. And so sometimes we've just got to take these giant leaps. And I talk about it at times when I'm teaching, and it's like we jump off a high dive and we don't see the pool below us, but we believe there's a pool there filled with water that when we hit that water, we're going to be safe. And sometimes we have to take these, what we consider big risk to abandon ourselves. Uh, through radical trust in our God. I will say, um, I definitely agree. I think there's sometimes where the Lord speaks and it, when, you know, it's scary and we do have to confront those big fears. I think another part though, is sometimes we're looking for God to say, okay, tell me what to do. And sometimes God is saying, stay the course, mm. do stay faithful in what I've called you to do. Um, and so sometimes we, in our own, you know, discomfort, yeah. we want to do something different and big and change. And, and sometimes he leads us in that direction, but sometimes he doesn't and he he just wants us to stay faithful and steady and that's just as much bravery because it's still following his lead it's still um, boldly going where where he is leading us so sometimes I, I just think bravery can look so big and showy and, and sometimes it is but yeah. sometimes it is very much staying the course I think it's also sometimes we're comfortable we're in our comfort zone and God speaks to us to do something Maybe it's this big thing. Maybe it's just a small thing, but it's outside of our comfort zone. So it's really just hearing and obeying his voice, whatever that is, whether it's a big thing or a little thing, it's still bravery. So so are you saying that, uh, I mean, in our... When we think about bravery, we think about doing big things, right? Yeah. We think of um, changing things or uh, moving quickly or like just maybe confronting what what is the norm. So you're saying sometimes it takes bravery to to um, maybe stick in the mundane a little bit versus just... Yeah. I mean, a personal example for me is I know for for years of my life, I thought that in, if I was in obedience to God, that that meant me laying down my Isaac on the altar. Like he was going to continually be asking me to do these big, hard things. And I'm committed to doing whatever he wants me to do. So I was just constantly feeling like in order for me to be in obedience, I had to be in pain. It had mm-hmm. to be this big thing that was going to cost me, that was going to shake up my world, that was going to be really, really hard. And I would do it because of love. And one day he spoke to me and he said, uh, not even Jesus walked on the water all the time. Wow. And it just kind of shifted my paradigm because, yes, yeah, sometimes he calls us, well, he didn't even call us out of the boat. That was Peter's idea. But sometimes he calls us to do these big, big extreme things and they do cost us and, and they're heavy and they're weighty and they make big changes in our lives. But he kind of reminded me that um, just because it's not that big thing doesn't mean it's not obedience, doesn't mean it's not bravery because you know, yeah, Jesus walked on the water, but he also walked on the land. It's okay to be, to follow him, whether it is that big extreme thing or whether it's just 
sitting down and eating with your friends. Um, it's just following him, whatever that looks like. So it takes bravery to do, obviously, the impossible to step yeah. out of the boat, but then it also takes bravery to just follow yeah. <clears throat> in the simple things. Yeah. I love, love, love that, Katie, because I believe that's so true, because really the majority of our life isn't the big, big things. Yeah. It's the day in and mm -hmm. day out, walking in obedience to the things he's told us to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I, because we're in a very small community, through the years, people have come and and they've spoken, said, why are you here? You should be uh, in a big city somewhere, or yeah. you should be in a place where you would have greater opportunities to be successful, and all those things. And actually, Stephen and I, we were city people coming to the country. We didn't even <laughs> want to be here for a while. And uh, But our, our bravery was to hold steady to the course when it seemed like the things he told us to do were not producing yeah. fruit uh, when we were going through difficult times. And, you know, we can go back to that pioneering uh, podcast we did. Uh, but, you know, the courage it takes to pioneer. But really what that is, that's that's the bravery to remain faithful to what he did speak to us. Yeah. And some days are just little simple practical things. And I know... Uh, Three years ago, I started a movement, the Stopped Evaluation Movement, and and uh, it was about a year ago. I said, okay, God, am, am I done with that? Should I stop that? Because I was ready to stop making videos and ready to stop doing all this stuff that I really don't enjoy doing. And um, and I won't go into the whole story, but immediately I knew if, if I would have stopped, I would have been walking in disobedience. And it took more bravery <laughs> to hold steady to the course than to launch it in the first place. Yeah. Because it was driven by vision in the beginning, and I could really feel that, and I was feeling the Father's heart. And then after a couple years, now it is an actual choice of my will to remain faithful. Yeah. And as we're talking, I just want to cry right now because <laughs> as we're talking right now, I think throughout my life, more of my bravery was to hold steady to the course mm -hmm. than it was to change course and do something big. Yeah, I didn't even think about that before, Katie. That is so beautiful. Yeah. When people talk about bravery, I, I think that they more direct it towards a feeling or an emotion mm -hmm. or um, uh, a sense of like strength. But as we're talking, I'm, I'm seeing that bravery is more of a target than it is a feeling. Mm -hmm. Like like what we were saying before, um, well, in, in, in 2 Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So uh, the spirit of bravery, the spirit of power is the one that we connect to. So it's not necessarily like, how can I be brave in all these different situations? It's more, am I committed to stay focused? Yeah on the target, focus on the prize, focus on Christ and His Spirit and His leading. So it's not, when we when we talk about bravery, I don't know if it's more, it's not like stirring this emotion within us. Mm -hmm. It's more, I will be brave if I'm connected to and keeping my eyes fixed on, on the Spirit of God. Yeah. 
I have posts on bravery and courage, and I have these valiant warriors with all (laughs) their armor on and all those things. And now that we've kind of switched gears in my own brain, so this is kind of revelatory for me as we're going through this, when you, you said those things, because I realize every day we put on the armor of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. We, we put on that helmet of salvation, right? Yeah. We submit our thoughts and our ways and our attitudes and our actions and to the Lordship of Christ. And really, bravery is radical obedience, uh, but it could just be by putting on that armor and fighting the good fight day in and day out. And, and when we can view it that way, I might, somebody might, Look at you, and you they might not say, Oh, they are a brave person. But if you are being faithful in your marriage, being faithful as a parent, when you are honoring God in your words, deeds, attitudes, and actions, you are a brave individual. Yeah. And I think we have to really redefine that. And I, I really value that. And and I re- something I've said through the years, we have no idea what's on the other side of our obedience Mm -hmm. because we're taking a risk, but sometimes the risk is just holding steady to our course. And we have no idea uh, what is going to happen on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. And so if we give up quickly because we're tired of doing the same old, same old, then we could really be missing out on the fruit of our harvest. Yeah. When you look at the the stories in the Bible, I don't think that they were thinking, you know, how can I be brave? You know, <laughs> like in 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 our culture, in well, in the church culture, you know, we have these these sayings or these words that um, yeah. kind of are catchphrases. But I don't think that the the stories in the Bible or the people in 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 Scripture where they did these impossible things they weren't thinking how can I be brave or how can they <laughs> it was it w- survival yeah <laughs> it was survival and it was obedience yeah so our so bravery necessarily isn't bravery is a response to obedience or yeah. bravery is the outcome of obedience it's not necessarily like now obviously you in some cases you do have to resist fear Mm -hmm. to be obedient, but um, I don't know if it's necessarily like this. Um, I think it's part of multiple decisions, not necessarily like what we pursue after, per se. And as I've said before, fear doesn't always feel like fear, Mm -hmm. right? And so to be faithful day in and day out, because really fear means I'm really self-focused. What's going to happen to me? How do I feel? How is this going to affect me? Or I really don't feel like I want to do this anymore. Oh, this is so hard. I want to, I don't want to remain faithful in this. Let me do something exciting for a change. (laughs) You know, that's really all fear-based if you think about it, because it's all self-driven, self-motivated. And so to go against against what we want to do to please ourselves in obedience to what God has spoken to us or uh, out of the commitments of our own heart, the dedication of our own heart. Oh my goodness, our actions are in response to surrendering to that. Mm-hmm. And that is really a brave action. Yeah. And so just to say, it's not about melody, it's about the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's really brave, mm-hmm. even though you might not think 
it feels like bravery or courage or all those yeah. things. Um, and it might not even be this horribly difficult situation. It's just a choice I make day in and day out. I know, Joel, you preached uh, the sermon about the, how the fire came, and then it was the priest's responsibility to put fuel on the fire day in and day out to make sure the fire kept burning. Wow, that was pretty brave, <laughs> wasn't it, now that I think about it? Yeah. Yeah, something that helps me to kind of um, move away from fear and into bravery is um, is is going back to that trust of trusting that he is the source of that power, uh, love, and a sound mind. I know um, I forget the name of the poem, but there's a there's a famous poem that um, ends with um, "I am the captain of my soul." Mm. And it sounds very brave. It sounds very valiant. And whenever I hear that poem, it it strikes fear in me <laughs> because I think if I am the captain, if I am my own fate, if I am the one in control of everything, to me, that's pretty scary because mm-hmm. uh, it, it leaves me feeling powerless. It me- leaves me feeling, well, if I can't do it, then then that's it. There's no hope. But for me, when I have been in those big moments of fear and those moments of anxiety, that is when I have put everything in my own hands. And I said, well, if I can't figure it Mm -hmm. out, then it's Mm -hmm. hopeless. Then things are not going to go well. Um, And that's when I've had to recognize that I have to choose to put my um, hope to put my strength, to put myself in the hands of the source of power, love, sound mind, of courage, the one who supplies my every need, the one who is greater than me. He is the captain of my ship. He is the the anchor of my soul. And so whenever, like you were saying, fear is very self-focused. And so whenever I have gotten in those big swirls of anxiety and fear, um, I've recognized it is because I'm focusing on me. Uh, And so when I make that bold, that courageous choice to just say, I'm putting myself in your hands, in your big, strong, capable, um, providing, loving hands, that is right there, an act of bravery, just in that choice. I remember a moment where I was really in anxiety and the Lord just said, kind of like, stop, Mm -hmm. like be still. And me choosing to Mm -hmm. submit to his, it's that hearing and obeying, just me choosing to submit in that moment brought such courage, brought such bravery because it was getting me outside of me and into someone greater than me. Now, I was a whole lot younger, and we were pioneering our church, and we were in the storefront, and um, we, uh, the owners of that storefront uh, had a living room that was right above the nursery in our church, mm-hmm. and they had a boa constrictor. <laughs> And I why would hate, anyone? I don't know why anyone would. And uh, but I'd be freaking out about this boa constrictor. I was okay. First of all, we know God gave us opportunity to be there, uh, to be the place to start our church and do these things. And nursery uh, ministry was a very big deal for me. And the thought of them having a boa constrictor up in this <laughs> aquarium type thing above our nursery, I would dream about it. I'd have nightmares. Uh, my brain was constantly in fear of that boa, boa constrictor getting loose and going down in the nursery. And uh, I remember one night I was just agonizing. I couldn't sleep at night yeah. over this. And well, I was, maybe I was 28 years old and, and, um, 
And so I was there and I was like, freaking out. You know how your mind, you have all these pictures in your mind of horrible things. And it's the first time I ever heard the audible voice of God. And he said, stop that now. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like bold. It was strong. It was like very corrective. You know, like you would say to your kids, stop that now. And the second he said that, I stopped that at that moment. (laughs) And do you know what? That next week, they had to get rid of their bowl constrictor because it got (laughs) sick. (laughs) So all my worry was so driven by fear that it was hindering his hand of protection, Mm -hmm. his hand of provision, because I was taking it on to melody rather than by faith, having the courage and the boldness to be able to just trust in my God. If he called us there, he can take care of all those little things. And that was like a real earmark in in my walk of faith Uh, as as a young woman, as a young minister. So your bravery was not going upstairs and murdering the snake. No. Your bravery was submitting when God said, stop Stop that that now. Exactly. And so really bravery is radical trust in him. It's not in our own ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I forgot about that story. (laughs) (laughs) I remember all these old stories when we do these podcasts. (laughs) But I mean, that, but you know, when his grace was there, when he said that there was a supernatural grace, because I knew I heard his voice so clearly. Yeah. And so there was an ability to stop it. Yeah, yeah. When you, you were talking about fear and you were kind of saying that fear kind of puts the attention back on self. Mm-hmm. So it's about self-preservation. Um, and where bravery is sometimes you have to step past that. You have yeah. to... I, I was just thinking about how bravery is really connected to... I mean, this was another podcast that we talked about, but like a higher cause, mm-hmm. you know, where... What it means to be brave is having mental and moral strength to face danger. So mm-hmm. there's something that takes you beyond uh, self-preservation to actually lay down your life. So I guess what are ways that we can cultivate bravery? Because like I was saying, it's it's something beyond ourselves. It's something that, I mean, in, in what's happening in, in the world right now, there's a I mean, I guess there's kind of wars always happen happening, but um, you have people rise up in the midst of great conflict and mm-hmm. great fear, and they do they they sacrifice their life for something greater, something bigger. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some ways that you guys th- think that you can really cultivate bravery in 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 someone's life, or you know, more specifically? your own life? I guess the first thing that came to my mind is I think that there is an innate core need in every human being for significance, um, that you have an important role to play. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
whether it is just kind of serving and finding where where that role is um, or just recognizing inside yourself that you have something good to give. Because if you don't believe that, um, firstly, then you're probably not going to step up and do the brave thing because you don't think you even have anything good to give. So when you, when you can tap into that self sense of significance inside of you that God, um, you know, he planned and purposed your life. He's put good things inside of you. Um, you're part of a bigger picture. You're part of the, the body of Christ. Uh, all of those things. I think when we know that we have something greater to live for, um, we'll step into that role of significance and we'll do those brave things. You know, you think about if you're um, maybe if you're a single person has no children, you're kind of living for yourself a lot of the time. But at the second you have a child, you become more brave. Like you're you're not. <laughs> You're, you're going to go above and beyond to protect that child. It's just something rises up inside of you that says, well, my life isn't just about me anymore. It's about this person. And so whatever that looks like for you in your own life, um, when you do have that greater cause, it is going to cause you to rise up and, and do those brave things, whatever they would be. Yeah. I, I love that. And and really, you know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about you, Joel, and, you know, so many decisions that you make, uh, they're really for the good of your family, for the good of your children. And you're putting yourself uh, on the second chair, as it were, uh, to be able to serve them so that they can be a success. And I think when we can just take that principle that it's not just in parenting, but it's in our life. Mm -hmm. And I think that is modeled through Jesus Christ. You know, for God so loved the world that yeah. he gave his only begotten son. So if you really think about it, Jesus did some very major brave things. Yeah. And we think that, oh, that was easy for him because that was Jesus. But think of him in the Garden of Gethsemane, you mm -hmm. know, and and how he's his soul was vexed. And that's what it says. I mean, we don't you just can't picture Jesus with his soul, his mind, his his emotions being vexed. But the bottom line was he said, Not my will, but your will. So he knew what you said. He had so much to give, but he also so knew the heart of the Father. Mm -hmm. And I think we have courage when we have a radical relationship with the Father, when we know his heartbeat, when we know what makes him rejoice, what gives him joy, what grieves him, what saddens him, because he carries emotion. That's yeah. why we have emotion, because he carries it. And um, so when I recognize the his heartbeat, then that makes everything inside of me want to be that individual that will do those things that please my father's heart. And, you know, I, I've never really thought that much. I've always seen it as love, but in actuality, love is pretty brave, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. As much as I hate snakes, since another story on snakes, <laughs> but no, uh, as much as I hate snakes, the fact is, if when we went for a walk in the woods and my 
grandkids went with us and they were little toddlers and they were walking, you know, down there. There was a couple times we saw snakes. Well, you know, I wasn't thinking about the snake. I was thinking about them. Yeah. And it's amazing your focus gets off. That snake could hurt me. No, that snake could affect one of my grandkids. So yeah. you rise up. And um, one time I remember saying, Stephen, meaning you do something, Stephen, <laughs> about this because I don't like snakes. And uh, But the fact was, the focus wasn't on melody. Yeah. And because when we see what's important to the Father's heart, then out of love, we're willing to do things we normally would not do. Well, and the scripture says, greater love has no man than this, than he laid down his life yeah. for his friends. And yes, ultimately, we know Jesus laid down his his life, his actual life for those he loved. But I think sometimes that is just doing the loving thing. It's laying down my yeah. own um, opinion, my own preference, my own comfort uh, for those I love. Um, you know, love is costly, uh, but it's worth it. So. And it's brave. Yeah. And it's courageous, mm -hmm. isn't it? And when you think about it that way, how many opportunities do we have every single day to do that? Mm -hmm. And a part of us sometimes doesn't feel like doing it. Yeah. But when we do it, that's bravery because it's not, like Joel said, it's not based upon emotions. It's really based upon a brave choice. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I believe that we're missing is, you know, going back to the scripture, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound mind. So a byproduct or um, as we spend time with the spirit of God, bravery will be the outcome of it. Mm. Because in that scripture, there's a delineation between the spirit of fear and the spirit that's been given to us. So Another aspect that I want to point out about that is when we connect with Holy Spirit, when we connect with the Spirit that's been given to us, there is a grace that is also given. How many of yeah. you realize that sometimes you get in a situation where bravery just rose within you? Yeah. And mm -hmm. you're like, where did that come from? I don't necessarily see myself as a particularly brave person, but in that moment, something rose within me. And I believe as we stay connected to the Spirit yeah. of God and the places where God leads us, I believe in a moment where we don't even have time to prepare ourselves to be brave, yeah. mm -hmm. there is a grace that is given. Yeah, That's so true. Yeah, so he's true. even built that into our body. You know, you hear the stories of parents who lift a car to save their child or something. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, God put that in our body, but he's also put that in our spirit to where when he um, downloads that within us, we can do what is literally physically impossible because we are serving a supernatural God where, who, with whom nothing is impossible. Yeah, I think wherever there is revelation that comes from the Spirit of God, I think it is partnered with faith and trust, which is courage, mm -hmm. which is bravery. Yeah. I, I know in my own life, uh, I remember I was 37 when God revealed, you can go back to the shame, <laughs> <laughs> shame podcast, but when God revealed to me the lies that I had been living in and how I made more decision out of lies about God, about others, about myself than about truth, uh, because of that encounter with revelation, the fact is there was something that rose inside of me 
that I was going to fight this because I realized that, oh my gosh, so much of my life, I made more decisions through lies and fear than I made out of faith and trust when I thought I was being bold and brave and courageous, (laughs) but really it was from a lie. It wasn't from revelation. And so when I realized that something rose inside of me and say, okay, I have revelation from the Lord. I am going to pay whatever price it's going to cost me to replace those lies with truth. And so for me, it was working on melody, you know, Mm -hmm. having the courage to say, I'm not going to believe these lies anymore. I'm not going to be controlled by fear. I'm not going to be controlled by this negative emotion. I'm not going to be controlled uh, by the faces of men. But I have got to deal with these things inside of me so that I can be all God's called me to be and do all he's called me to do. Mm -hmm. And it was a year of the cloud <laughs> by day and the fire by night leading me as it were. Uh, and But a determination rose up inside of me because I saw the truth. So how do we have bravery? We need to see the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Revelation from God, but a reality when we're reading the word and the word of God brings a, a, a level of truth that we didn't have before to begin to apply that truth to our life is bravery. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was just thinking how earlier you said fear doesn't always feel like fear. And I think sometimes bravery doesn't always feel like bravery. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just thinking of how many many characters or people in the Bible um, that God used when they were afraid. um, Mm -hmm. And bravery was simply their yes. It was their yes to do what God was telling them to do. That's good. Um, And so I think of Moses. It says Moses was terrified. He was a stutterer. He, he, he didn't want to do it. He didn't feel like he was capable or qualified to do it. Um, and God says, again, back to snakes, pick up the snake. You know? <laughs> um, or, or he says, throw your rod on the ground. The, the rod turns to a snake. Okay, pick up the snake. By the tail. By the tail. <laughs> Which is not a good way to do it. <laughs> and so God is just saying, like, will you trust me? Will you do what I've asked you to do? And when we do those things, um, we see the greatness that can come from that. So whether that for you, um, that brave choice of saying, I am not going to live the way I have lived my whole life. I'm going to make a commitment um, to follow the voice of God, to follow after truth, or whether it is uh, those moments like Moses where God's saying, I know it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I know you're feeling the fear, the feelings of fear. Um, will you trust me? Will you do it anyway? Will you, um, you know, Will you go before the king um, and and say, let my people go? Uh, so whatever that looks like for you, um, bravery is simply your yes to the Lord. That's good. Um, and the reward of that is so great. It's beyond, that's how we're, we're building treasures in heaven. It's, mm-hmm. so, it's so much beyond what we can even see in this lifetime. Um, but I just, I can't wait uh, to get to heaven and not only for myself, but for those I love to see the crowns, to see the rewards, to see the the fruit of those quiet yeses that no one even knew that yeah. they made, those quiet commitments within themselves to say, I will not be moved by fear. I'm going to follow the voice of my father. And just seeing uh, the, the great results, the great 
great fruits of that, um, that we will only know some of those things uh, when we move on to eternity. Um, And so I just think sometimes it's just that little moment, that little movement of your heart where it doesn't even feel like bravery, but the Lord is going, well done, well done, well done. Um, And and yes, we're going to hear that in heaven, but I think it's going to be just such uh, a much more grand, uh, much more um, powerful moment than we even realize. So the, the, the power of those simple moments, those simple acts of obedience. Um, so I would just say, uh, if you're a person who doesn't feel like you're brave, uh, recognize that every time that you say yes yeah. to the Lord, you are moving in courage, you are moving in bravery, uh, and the treasures that are being stored up for you as a result of that, uh, even though it may seem very difficult, it may seem very hard, it may seem um, very costly now. Um, but you are living a life for eternity. Uh, and so great, great is that reward. I think a lot of times we are so destination minded in that when we say yes to the Lord, we've got to recognize that it's a every moment, day by day yeah. uh, decision that we're making. And that the way you described it was so beautiful because it really does honor God. And sometimes if we don't see instant change Mm -hmm. to our yes, we think, oh, we missed it, or we don't have what it takes, or uh, you know, like for me, that year and a half journey, it was a yes every single day, multiple times a day. And it was a step-by-step process that I really didn't see the fruit of it manifested immediately. But yet, as you just described it, it makes me realize that that were that was brave acts through conscious, deliberate choice day in and day out. So even when the Lord says, hey, I'm sending you here, or I'm doing this there, or I've called you to do this or that, when we go to do it, if we don't get all the likes, all the uh, (laughs) traffic that we want or all the whatever it is that we think we should get through obedience, you know, now we're looking at a destination. So like I was obedient to get something rather than just being obedient and having the courage to say yes to God, Mm -hmm. how powerful that is. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. If, If you believe that you're called to something or that God has put things within you and he has a purpose for your life. If you've been called to it, then you've been created for it. Yeah. So I believe as you walk this journey out with the Lord, he's preparing you for the moment that you will need to walk in bravery. Or he's put the things within you. Uh, if he's called you to it, then he's, he's put it in your DNA for that purpose. Yeah. And so for some people, it might be like, I could never see myself doing that. Well, that's okay because you might not have been called Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I believe wherever God has called you, he has created you for it, but then he's also preparing you for it for that moment as well. Uh, As you were just talking, Joel, the thought was, oh my gosh, sometimes saying no is bravery too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we're faced with uh, the world wanting us to conform to its ways, to just a simple no in my heart is bravery. Mm-hmm. You know, not not to be moved by the demands of society. Saying no to that is bravery. 
Well, kind of speaking to what you're saying, Joel, I, I remember um, when I was a teenager, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life because I was a teenager. Um, and I just felt like uh, the Lord asked me to volunteer at the church. And so I said yes to that. Didn't know, you know, there that was it. I just said yes to the Lord. And then in the, the next couple of years, uh, the Lord asked me to give this big offering that was just this extreme amount for me at that time. And so I said yes to that. And that was it. There was no like, there was no end game yeah. for me. It was just, okay, well, the Lord has asked me to do this. I'm saying yes to the Lord. But inside of me, it, there, it wasn't like I was doing that in order to get somewhere. It was just a yes in that moment. Mm-hmm. Now looking back, I see how the Lord was saying, okay, is she going to say yes to this? Um, and I did. And then years later, when the Lord actually called me into ministry, um, that is when all this opposition started coming. And um, and people said, well, you're not qualified. Uh, you're not capable. You'll never make it. It's, you know, people are afraid I couldn't handle it. And in that those moments, then I had to have the bravery to say, no, I, I'm following the voice of the Lord. And so not being moved by the opinions, being moved by the voices around you. Um, but those previous yeses prepared me to say no to them, to the other voices, and to say yes again, because I had already just, you know, I'm not comparing myself to David, but just like David, he already had the win of the lion and the bear. He had already had those moments of uh, bravery and obedience to the Lord in order to overcome in those moments. And it prepares you for those bigger moments when um, when all the naysayers are around you. You know, David had all these voices saying, you can't do that. You know, you're, you're young, you're, 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 you're not qualified all of those things. So the little yeses prepare you um, for the big yeses, but also to say those no's to the opposing voices. As you were talking, I thought about how a lot of the church has so focused on being obedient in the places that you feel called. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. they won't sacrifice or they won't step outside because it doesn't fit into their quote unquote, what they deem that will propel them Mm-hmm. to what they're <clears throat> what they feel they're supposed to do which i think is kind of dangerous because if you like we're looking at it from like maybe an investment point of view like like i can't give this because that doesn't quote unquote fit into my uh, yeah. portfolio <laughs> right <laughs> but when you look at scripture and and even personal examples in our own life god had us do things that didn't fit into necessarily what we believe to be called to. It was just a simple act of obedience. And if we turn those things off, uh, we could be hindering what God actually wants to do in our life because it doesn't fit into. It's like if you feel called to uh, do something in the church, if something seems uh, insignificant for you to do, I think that's a problem. Yeah. And so I would want to challenge you that you just be brave in the things that maybe might not quote unquote, fit into what you believe to be uh, fitting into what you feel called to do. That <laughs> Being led by the Holy Spirit is yeah. is ultimate over, uh, this doesn't fit into my yeah. destiny portfolio. That, that, <laughs> you know? that really like hits a, hits a trigger in me because I think sometimes um, even things that sound so healthy, like boundaries uh, in the church, sometimes we'll use these good sounding phrases to say no to the Lord. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like we might say, well, that's, 
that's outside of my realm of authority or in, or of influence. We'll say influence. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to put up a boundary there and not do that. When what we're really saying is I don't want to do that. And so <laughs> I'm going to make it sound holy <laughs> to say no to the Lord. And it's really, we have to really be careful, you know. I even think about people who have different beliefs or opinions than us. I think of Joseph, um, who's serving an ungodly king. And what if Joseph would have said, well, I'm not going to serve you because you believe differently than me. What different results would have come from that story? And so it is really, really staying near to the Holy Spirit and not letting our own biases or comfort zones or opinions uh, get in the way of obedience, because we can really make it sound um, hyper-Christian, and it's really just our us saying no to the Lord. So that's a maybe a... Yeah, I can I can really me, relate <laughs> to what you just described because the Lord has uh, led me to do some things that my uh, pastoral mind was going tilt, tilt, yeah. tilt, and um, uh, and I knew it would not be understood by mm-hmm. others, but I knew that I knew that's something He was telling me to do. Yeah, and in time. Uh, it was proven to me that it was the Lord, but that was, you know, uh, you almost felt like you had to spiritualize it <laughs> so people around you could accept it. And in actuality, no, we don't have to do that. We don't have to make excuses because it doesn't fit into somebody else's proverbial spiritual box based upon their opinions, their ideas, or their spiritual beliefs. Yeah. And uh, so it does, because I think God shakes up our mindsets all the time. Yeah. We we put God into our box, and His ways are so much higher. He thinks so much higher. He's already been in our future. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about how He's been in our future, we just got to trust Him today. Well, it's something I've said in the past is if I say that he is actually the Lord of my life, that means that he always reserves the right to change mm-hmm. my mind. That's good. If I believe something and he says, uh, hey, I want you to you know, think about it this way. That's actually what repentance is. It's a change mm-hmm. of mind. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying that he is the, my Lord, if he's the king of my heart, if he's the Lord of my life, um, then what I believe is always subject to change when it comes to him because he holds the ultimate seat of authority in my life. Amen. Well, uh I really enjoyed today's podcast <laughs> because I had some downloads of aha moments from you guys. Thank you so much. It was just, it touched my heart. I had some other thoughts, but okay. I think it'd be safe for another one. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Now's your chance. <laughs> well, you got to create anticipation. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we hope that you guys got something good out of today's episode. Uh, just a reminder: um, if you are if you are enjoying this podcast, your uh, ratings and reviews make a big difference in helping other people to find it. And um, as always, you can check out all of our resources on our website, GivingLight.org, or on the Giving Light app. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. 
Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.